So I thought it would be fun to return to the hero's journey. Oh, yes. Seasons of the moon, because I have a very comprehensive handout <laughs> from shamanic astrology from when I was involved. Mm-hmm. And um, like some of the stuff that I told you about the last quarter phase of the moon can be tweaked a little in ways that I think are, are interesting. So the hero's journey was something that um, Joseph Campbell <laughs> came up with, you know, in his survey and digestion of world mythologies, he felt like that there was a pattern mm-hmm. um, that could be found in, in hero archetypes and in their stories. Um, and that there was like a sort of a general outline And, um, so shamanic astrology that I was, um, involved with, and I was, a I was a certified shamanic astrologer for a time. Um, they, they have done work correlating the phases of the moon with the phases of the hero's journey. So, um, you always, you always start a moon cycle at the new moon, um, And that is when the sun and the moon are conjunct and you can't see the moon because it is hidden in the glare of the sun in the hero's journey. This is, you know, when it's very new, like completely, like there's not even a little sliver of a crescent. Um, This is uh, related to the winter solstice Mm. time of the year. Um, So that's Capricorn traditionally is the, the sign. And um, it is related traditionally to the archetypal pioneer, leader, hermit, world savior, and visionary um, planting new seeds. And so it's that dark, fertile, like beginning point. Um, And then you have the call to adventure, which is, you know, a herald or a summons, you know, and um, it can be you know, like you're, you know, driven by need to do something, you know, like the dragon has, you know, captured something and you have to go get it. So, right. So that's one kind of um, call to adventure, but it can also happen in a more beguiling way, you know, like a mysterious, like fairy godmother says, come, (laughs) come into the forest. (laughs) Um, You know, the the Hansel and Gretel story. There's a, you know, there was a call to adventure to venture into the forest, which turned out to not be such a good idea, but you know, there, there can be, you know, or there can be like a vision, you know, like an angel comes to you and says, you know, go to the East. Um, um, and you know, so there's, there's all kinds of, of ranges of that, but that's all sort of held within the new moon phase. And in shamanic astrology, they, there's this whole, and so when you're tracking the moon, you know, I'm sure that you'll come up with some, your own experience of this, but it's not just when the sun and the moon are exactly within a degree of each other. There's, there's a range and um, within 44 degrees is what they say. And it's basically just at any time when you're realistically, you're not going to be able to see the moon Mm. in the sky. 
And so as you're tracking the sun and the moon on the chart of the wheel, you'll notice that, you know, even when it's like within 30 degrees, it's like, it's really hard to see the moon when it's, when it's just that far away. Um, so then the crescent moon phase, um, so the first, you know, as the first, you know, like sliver of a crescent starts to appear after the new moon, this is called the waxing crescent. And um, it's gonna, it's gonna, you know, start as a sliver, and then it's gonna widen out and gonna become a fat, you know, crescent. And that is known as the um, it's like the fairy godmother. It's mm. the magical helper phase. And that's usually when, you know, like a fairy godmother or somebody shows up with help, you know, counsel information, or sometimes they give you like a magical amulet or weapon or something. Um, something to support the adventure. Yes. Yeah. Um, special assistance, um, like the, the old man with the beans for Jack and the Beanstalk. Yeah. That guy. And, and, you know, they can be disguised, you know, so it can be like very obvious, oh, this is the fairy godmother, the wise, you know, mm -hmm. magical character, or it can be like the, the, <laughs> the snotty old, old guy who's spitting uh. at you. you know, <laughs> if you can recognize the help, <laughs> then they have really uh, special help for you. And this is traditionally, this is the rebel, the genius the individualist, the social idealist. It's sort of an Aquarius Pisces type, it's very creative, like magical, you know, like anything is possible kind of creative visionary spirit. Um, then you get to the first quarter phase and that's where the moon looks like a half circle. And that's when the moon is square the sun, the first square after the conjunction. So the moon pulls ahead of the sun um, throughout the month and then comes back around and catches up with it again. And then it pulls ahead and comes back around and catches up. So the first quarter is when in at the first square. And this is traditionally, this is the builder, the warrior, the entrepreneur, the hero, the Aries type. And this is when things are just starting to like really come into visible form. So in spring, when the buds and the flowers come out and all of that. So that's the phase we're in, we're starting heading into right now yeah. in terms of the year. Um, and in terms of the hero's journey, this is crossing the threshold of initiation. And there are traditionally, there's, there are threshold guardians. Mm -hmm. So some people answer the call but they are not able to answer the questions right, you know, or pass the tests to be able to like cross the threshold oh. and the guardians push them back. So they aren't able to go on the journey. Wow. Um, some people get up to the, to the threshold and they're like, uh, -uh I'm not going there. <laughs> so they go back home. So hmm. the, this phase you know, signifies that decision point and, you know, you cross the threshold at that point, you pass whatever tests and you make the choice. Um, 
And then once you get past that, um, you're into the, the waxing gibbous. So you're, you're past that half circle shape and it's starting to fill out. It's not full yet. Um, and uh, so up to the first quarter, that takes about a week. So from new moon to first quarter is about a week. So the, the early, the first crescent is just, you know, it's a handful of days. It's not yeah. a long period of time. Um, and same with the wax and gibbous. It's a handful of days because you're going to at two weeks past the full, you're going to go to full moon. And so this is like the belly of the whale. Mm. I love that, that metaphor. Uh, you're, you're committed. You're, you're on the journey. You can't get out. You're facing all your darkest fears. You can't don't know out. if it's going to work out. <laughs> Like in pregnancy, it's like, you're very pregnant. Yeah. It hasn't happened yet. There's no guarantees. It might not work well out well. I mean, yeah, I understand that there's, there can be some very primal fears that come up for women during that phase. Cause it's like, you can't escape. It's like, you just got to put in the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's the, the road of trials and tests. So, um, this is where the initiation brings forth all that is not aligned with who we truly are and our divine purpose. Um, and so you, you know, you have to like surrender and release and transform. And you know, there's a lot of rapid personal growth that happens during this phase. And it is archetypally associated with writer, the writer, the scholar, the scientist, mm. and the vagabond for some reason. I don't know. I think about that. <laughs> so then we get to the full moon. That's about two weeks after the new. The moon is opposite the sun. It rises at sunset. We discussed this last time. This is the season of the summer solstice, you know, full summer, um, the fullness of the light, you know, it's just the like beautiful, like mythic time when you, you know, you have the sacred marriage, you, you, um, you encounter the divine, you have the mystical union, um, you meet the God or the goddess, you know, you, you, or you encounter the dragon, <laughs> you encounter the giant, you know, and in archetypally, this is the traditionally it's the performer, the artist, the divine child and the lover. So, you know, you, it's, it's cancer and Leo, this like yeah. sort of magical child, you know, the wonderful, the radiant shining ones, you know, the ones who have it all, they have the charisma, they've, you know, they've got everything, they've got it, they're embodying it. Um, and the, but on the hero's journey, what you're going to do is you're going to receive a transmission at this point. And it can either be like a spiritual and energetic transmission, a transmission of knowledge, um, or it can be an actual like, you know, like visceral power. Mm. Um, you know, something magical, something, you know, life force, whatever. It can, it, there's a lot of different ways that turns out. 
So then a couple days after later in the third week of the month, we go into the waning gibbous, my moon phase. And this is to, this is the teacher, the archetype of the teacher, mm. the servant, the mystic, the pilgrim who, you know, you've had your encounter with the divine and you're, you're still like, you know, out there in the, in alternate reality and you haven't come back into the, the ordinary world. Um, and you know, this is the return journey. You've, you've got your boon, you're coming back to the world. Um, if you're fleeing from danger, you're, you know, this is Jack, like fleeing down the bean, the beanstalk, you know, he's like, he's on his way. Um, and then, you know, three weeks after the, um, the, the new moon, you enter the last quarter phase. And this is again, when the moon squares the sun, you, you're, you're returning, you're crossing the threshold back into the ordinary wor world. You have the boon, you have the magical power, you have reached mastery of both worlds and are more free to go between them mm. at that point. And the this is the archetype of the shaman, the therapist, the political activist, and the reformer. Wow. Um, and this is, a, you know, it's a Libra, Libra Scorpio archetype. Mm -hmm. um, fall, autumn equinox. Okay. And then the balsamic phase is that last crescent. And um, it, it rises in the very early morning and sets in the, what's the opposite of that? Sets in the afternoon. afternoon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and it is, it is the, the distillation, the distillation and the, this is when the hero or the heroine finds a way to offer the gifts of their journey to benefit the world in some way. Mm. So they've, they're distilling seeds, um, you know, distilling it down to its essence. And, um, and then it actually becomes a seed for the next, next journey, the next call to adventure. Um, and this is, you know, this is the time of the year is Samhain or Halloween, All Hallows Eve. It's that last cross quarter between fall equinox and winter solstice. And this is traditionally the philosopher, the prophet, the storyteller. Hmm. Um, so the, the fact is that this work was done by shamanic astrology, but I don't feel like, I don't know. I feel like there's like a whole realm yeah. of exploration and work that could be done with that, yeah. that you're touching into. And mm -hmm. I would just be really interested to learn what you discover. I, yeah, I feel the same way. And even just listening to you talk through it, 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 it helped me kind of deepen and root into that correlation between these monthly moon cycles and the cycle of the year. And 
it's just so fascinating because it's like with all of these systems of knowledge, there's the individual attributes of certain things. And then there's the layer upon layer of them that all converge. The within, cycles within cycles. Within one human being. Mm. Yeah. But also within the collective. You know, I'm just, just hearing that I'm interested in not just the moon, you know, what your moon sign is, but the phase it was in, how those two things interact. Mm -hmm. And then if that shows up to impact somebody on the day-to-day -day as they, as the collective move, you know, as the moon itself moves through these cycles. And like what happens when you, when you engage with it consciously, mm, yeah, you know, like if you work with the moon, the phases of the moon consciously and you start to track and like, you know, line up with the rhythm, the rhythms, um, a, what will you find and B what happens when you consciously deliberately, you know, engage more fully with that time of the month, every month. Yeah. You know, like, cause I'm sure I know that it's in astrology that part of the teaching is that, that it's, um, it's, it's multivalent, it's archetypal, it, you know, it manifests, you know, astrology operates on all these different levels. So that's why it's really hard to use statistical analysis because you have to like get the statistical machine to think archetypally and recognize archetypal patterns. And it's very hard. We haven't figured <laughs> out how to, how to program that yet. Um, but, but there's octaves, right? Like you can mm -hmm. have someone operating within their life at a certain octave of expression of the natal horoscope. And then another person with a, maybe like say a virtually identical chart operating at a different level of yeah. function with the same, you know, astrology basically. So that like, there is a way to um, sort of like deepen and grow and evolve within the, the sort of archetypal signature that you're born with. And so it's sort of like unlocking more, you know, it's unlocking levels like in a game, wow. <laughs> so, you know, you keep going to, to higher levels, you get more tools, you get more capacity, you get other kinds of new experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like doing that work, you know, like conscious, you know, whether it's ceremonial or like meditative or contemplative or like just setting intentions and working with, you know, like around your moon cycle, I would be curious to see like how that unlocks new levels for people, you know? Yeah. What I've noticed in the past several months this year is that when I do have that and I guess what would you call it a, a natal a return a moon what did you call it 
It's the, the moon phase return. Moon phase return. Yeah. Um, so the moon returns to the phase it was when you were born. Right. Yeah. Um, it's been in January and February, that phase for me was extremely, I think they've been real powerful and very, um, those two months, it was a very high, high inspired, lots of ideas and productivity. And then in this last one, when I was like, I was like, Ooh, yay. Right before the new moon, I've been feeling like so great in those times. And this time it was like the opposite. So it was like still really intense, mm -hmm. but it was in the lower octave. Mm. But I think that that what it was bringing up a lot of things that needed to be cleared and looked at and mm. acknowledged. Mm -hmm. um, and it's also possible that there was something, there were other like transits that were really strongly affecting it this month. It's possible. Yeah. It'd be interesting to look back and see. Yeah. Like if at the most recent last quarter moon, if you were having personal transits, mm -hmm. sort of bouncing into that. And I still, I have my little app that I can go back and forth between my chart and like the current chart, but I still need to get some software or something that I can. Um, yeah, what are you using now? I use this little app called time passages. Oh yeah. I've tried that. Um, but I and did there's always Astro Deanst. It's free. Is that software uh, or is it an app? It's online. It's a website, oh. but you can run a free chart. Let's see if it's still coming up. Astro what? It's astro.com. Astro.com. It's, it's free. It's not pretty. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think there's a limit on how many charts you can cast. We're like at two hours. Oh my gosh. We need to, we need to calm down. <laughs> well, we knew this, we know that we could literally just talk for like I know hours and hours. So especially geeking out on astrology. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But that was neat. All the heroes journey moon stuff. Definitely like, yeah. Turning the wheels in my brain space. Yeah. I would be, I would just be interested See, so there's, there's something amazing like this, which was kind of a synthesis between, you know, someone else's work, Joseph Campbell's work and, you know, sort of recognizing a correlation with, you know, the moon cycles and the year cycles and stuff like that. But I don't know that when she created this, um, if there was a lot of like lived direct research that went into it. 
And I'm always interested in the lived experience version of knowledge (laughs) Mm -hmm. because, you know, I think that we can get into a tricky place where we are trying to make it match up with the, what it's supposed to be like. And so then we're doing a lot of projecting and trying to rationalize and stuff it into, you know, rather than just like allowing you know, the present to teach you what -hmm. there is. Um, Having the framework, having archetypal frameworks to look at the present experience can help you like make sense of a bunch of things in a, in a hurry, in a way that you wouldn't, if you didn't have that archetypal backdrop or framework to look at it with. So it's nice to have that as well, but I just would be curious to, you know, like if you keep tracking this and keep following it, like what you come up with. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I actually, what occurred to me, I guess it was yesterday, was maybe my next like booklet or guidebook or whatever you want to call them having some kind of a template for tracking Mm. and having, you know, already having the moon cycle, you know, having certain things on there, but then tracking things like energy or emotional wave or yeah. You know, it, uh, this reminds me of the we moon calendar. So So it, it occurs to me that like, if you had like the, the phases and there's four, there's eight, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eight large ones. There's new full first quarters, last quarter, waxing, waning crescent, waxing, waning gibbous. Yeah. So if you had those like a whole year's worth, like what those days were, and then any major aspects that happen to the moon on that, on the day of the, the full first quarter, the, the new moon, whatever, like the major aspects from the other planets, just, it's just information for people to, you know, keep track of, you know, and then they just keep track of their, their day, month, year. And then you see what you come up with. Yeah. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. I would like to have that. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and it, it would be cool if we could put it in like a database or something. <laughs> I know. Wouldn't that be cool? <gasps> to design an app. I mean, at the very minimum, like Neptune ideas are coming in. I know, right? (laughs) You could at least do a Google form. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it is like, it's interesting. Last fall, I was trying to start aligning my, what I, the, the cycles and things I did for my business with the moon cycles. And I even this month has started writing in my journal, like I'll write the day, but then I'll write the moon cycle day also. 
instead uh-huh. of just the date. And it's like somehow rearranging my brain so that both dates take up equal space mm-hmm. of like, this is the date on the calendar that we are using, but this is the date on the moon cycle mm-hmm. calendar. Yeah. Um, and I had the new moon as day zero. Yeah. Instead of one, which I yeah. feel like is appropriate. And um, I think, you know, acknowledging that shift back to the actual cycles and rhythms of nature mm-hmm. that totally we're here long before us and we'll be here long after we're gone. Yep. And doesn't it make sense, more sense to attune to and live by those rhythms than by this external set of whatever mm-hmm. that has, has apparently morphed into something that says like we need to be full on summer solstice like all the time right (laughs) always the most amazing day right right yeah and like just allowing those cycles and seasons to come and go it it just brings so much more grace yeah into oh gosh to be able to appreciate the beauty of winter you know yeah the beauty of when something dies you know, and when it ends, like our culture is terrified of that. Yeah. I mean, we're happy to go look at the fall leaves because they're bright colors, but no one's going to look at the brown leaves. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But it's true that when you actually spend time outdoors, like all year long, I mean, you know, winter time is a wonderful time to be outside. Mm-hmm. I love it. I mean, it's quieter, so quiet. You don't have all the pollen and the bugs and the stuff in the air. It's like so busy in the summer, you know? Um, And there's a, like a a serenity Mm. I find in in the winter. Solemn. Um, The clear days are beautiful. It's, you can see the shape of the trees. Yeah, there's so many things. Yeah. Yeah, that sunset, the winter sunsets against the the bare branches, the silhouettes of the bare branches. I always love that. Yeah, the way the the sun is so low compared to in the summer, and so it creates more drama in a way. Mm. You know, the sha- the the sun and the shadows are kind of the play of the light in the winters. Yeah, dramatic. It's our last week of winter. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. (laughs) (laughs) Officially. Officially. The spring equinox is around the corner. It's on the 20th this year. Yeah. But actually, I'm like really keen on this idea of a database. If you could, if you could do that, I would be, I would be interested to contribute to that. Okay. You know, like I'm not really a journaler these days. But to know that I'm 
keeping track of my experiences as part of building up a database of knowledge or lived experience, like that's interesting. Yeah. I would be interested in that. It could be anonymous, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, hmm. I just, uh, in my coach's group, Facebook group, she just did this five week long abundance experiment. And I'm so glad it's over. Oh my God. Um, (laughs) But interestingly, the goddess that showed up for me was the crone goddess of letting go and disappointment. Yeah. That showed up for me during this abundance experiment, like not (laughs) Lakshmi, like not Isis, not Fortuna, you know, not even Freya, Freya, or however you say it. Or Kali, at least she's like, (laughs) right. Um, Oh no. And, but it, you know, talking about the, the wintering and the, the dormant quiet, solid, you know, it, it, it made me think of that, of like, I think that because going back to that channel, a human design channel, part of my, whatever you call it, Dharma, I don't even know, is acknowledging those endings, those difficult things, letting go, you know, the, the, the brown leaves, that no one really wants to acknowledge, <laughs> but that it's everybody so sweet. That's what I love. Sorry. No. What, what did you say? Something about sweet. I love the way they smell. Hmm. It's just one thing about brown leaves that I, it was the only thing I missed when I lived in Hawaii was that smell of brown leaves. Wow. The sweet smell. Anyway carry on. No, I, again, I don't want to rattle, prattle along, but, but it was just interesting that that is what showed up for me in this like abundance, like experiment where I'm like, what? (laughs) I know. So like, how can you like get radical with that so that it is, so you find the abundance in the crone? Mm. That's one of those like Jedi Knight moves. Yeah. Well, it is. It's freedom. I mean, it's when everything has come and gone and the things you've tried have fallen apart, fallen by the wayside or burned to the ground, like there is a certain amount of freedom of like, I have looked at this, this has come to pass and I, you know, I'm on the other side it was unfortunate. It was hard, but maybe that, you know, in part, that is part of my boon of like coming back from this or moving forward or continuing to spiral on and being able to say, you know, this is part of life. It's a valuable part of life. And maybe also like, that's not for me. 
you know, I was thinking about that, that thing that my friend Lynn said to me about like the death of the false self, mm. you know, that when you're in that experience of loss, yes. what you're experiencing is the death of the false self. It's purifying. So if you can realize that that's what it is and let go yeah, what a gift, because what you get instead is who you really are. Yeah. Holy shit. So actually the crone is your deliverer. She is delivering you from ignorance and like who you are not. And from bondage, she's delivering you to the timeless eternity of who you are. Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, like I was just like, if I had had that tool of recognizing that when I'm in that, like that downward spiral and like everything's falling apart and crumbling and the terrible feeling of (laughs) dissolution and fear and like, it's not funny. I'm laughing because I know that place. (laughs) (laughs) Like the worst feeling I would never wish even on my enemy. Like if you can, if you, if I had only known Mm. that that was the death of the false self. Oh my God. I could have just let go in relief. Yeah. You know, and then the suffering is over and then you're into sort of like, huh, what is, you know, okay. So I'm like digging out of the leaves, Mm. you know, what's here. Yeah. It's a, it's a new discovery. And it is, as you mentioned with the moon cycle, like what seeds are left, mm-hmm. like all of this burned away and what seeds are left that I do want to like put in my pouch and traverse onward with and then plant somewhere in the forest. Yeah. I mean, the image, when I was like imagining pushing through the brown leaves, I was seeing like those first shoots of early spring. We're starting to see them, the little snowdrops pushing yeah. up through the brown leaves. <laughs> yeah. All those, all that life pushing back up through the dead brown mm. leaves. And I, I'm mindful that I'm, I think I'm also, that's why I need to get the software. I'm in, I'm still in my Pluto square until November. So all of this is in theme. It's in theme. Pluto, you are, you really are letting go of what is no longer serves you. You're letting go of that within your psyche is holding you from preventing you from being fully alive. Mm. It's trapping your life force. And whether it's a fantasy, a dream that didn't come true, or, you know, a wrong belief about yourself, or just a lack of vitality, you know, people. Yeah. I won't do another astrology lesson. (laughs) Oh, wait, so that's (laughs) it.